1: Uh, I'm gonna say no one's better than me. nameless,
0: faceless, we report for nameless, faceless, What's up Dolphins fans? Welcome to the Thursday, February 27th edition of Locked On Dolphins, live from Indianapolis Convention Center. Just got done watching some of the past rusher press conferences, and I can tell you right off the bat, I am ready to run through a wall for LSU's Caleb on chase on as a draft prospect for the Miami Dolphins. I think this guy is going to bury all the formalities. We're diving right into some prospect discussion here on the show to kick us off before we do a little mock draft magic. Today, which I'm very much looking forward to going through some scenarios for the Dolphins. Uh, I'm down here on Radio Row, so I'm right right down the hall from the uh, the podiums. So I came over I listened to Kalevon Chason talk. If you're not familiar, Kalevon Chason is a redshirt sophomore pass rusher from LSU. He checked in at 6'4", 255 pounds. He is very much the same style of player for what you would have seen the Dolphins pursue in Jadavion Clowney. The difference is he's younger, he's cheaper, and he won't require a record-setting contract to sign. Uh, He also doesn't have the laundry list of red flags with injuries that Jadavion Clowney at this point is going to come into uh, with six years of experience at the NFL level. So some interesting plus... Propositions when comparing the prospect of if Miami wanted to revisit Jadavian Clowney, which at this point, given what he's probably going to cost, I would be apprehensive about. But Chase, on the problem for Miami is that some reports have indicated the Dolphins are going to want to spend their second first round pick this year on an offensive tackle. Chase, on I'm going to make it to 26. Chase, on probably not going to make it to 18. But if you told me it would cost a two, to jump up to 12 with the Raiders or 13 with the Colts. If if you told me I would have to give up a two right now to draft Caleb on chase on after hearing him talk, when you pair it with the film, when you watch the film, uh, yeah, I'm in absolutely positively. I think this would be a home run fit for the Dolphins as far as his demeanor, his enthusiasm, his versatility. He had a great quote. Uh, They asked him, well, what? Makes him stand out as a football player amidst his peers. And this is what he had to say. Uh, I'm the most valuable player in the draft. He said, let's be honest. The most valuable player in the draft, when you hire someone, do you want someone that speaks one language or three languages? I could speak three languages. I can rush the passer, I could drop into coverage, and I could play the run. And he's not wrong. There were questions about, you know, he only had nine sacks in college. Uh, This is a guy that that played three-quarters of one game against the University of Miami in 2018 and missed all of last year and then played 2019 and was extremely disruptive. And he talked at length about, if don't put me in the box and just call my nine sacks who I am as a football player. Watch the tape. He says, if you call me a speed guy, you think I'm undersized, you haven't watched the tape. And he kind of joked about it. He said, I'm not going to judge you for it. It's... But you didn't watch tape. Just watch the tape. And every question that he got about, you know, how can you sell yourself to teams? What do you say to teams that question your sack production? He said, just watch the tape. Because the tape speaks for itself. And Chase On absolutely is that kind of chess piece in the front seven that can get moved around. And Brian Flores would have a field day moving Chase on stand-up outside linebacker. Off ball for pressure from inside reps. You can put him hand down in the dirt and let him stack tight ends and offensive tackles. He converts speed to power. He's bendy and flexible. Uh, This is a total package proposition for the Dolphins. The question is, can they position themselves without compromising everything else that they want to do? Can they position themselves to secure chase on in the draft? Because if it's going to come at a cost and the Dolphins want to be aggressive with quarterback then you start getting real apprehensive because you still need to address the offensive line. That's an area that the Dolphins are reportedly interested in in addressing with the 18th selection. There's only so many picks. And, And for the Dolphins, for all the picks that they have, there's only so many picks at their disposal. There's more needs than there are picks, if we're being honest. This team probably needs... 35 to 40 new football players on their team by the time it's all said and done. And that's not an easy proposition. That won't happen in one year. And I think that's a a good kind of lesson. This is a good opportunity for us. My first time having this conversation with you as Dolphins fans on Locked On Dolphins, with it being my first week. Again, congratulations to Travis Wingfield, whose Drive Time podcast is now available on iTunes, by the way. If you would like to hear it, you can find it. Gonna do my best to carry the torch that Travis carried for so long with Locked On Dolphins, but I think this is an important conversation to have. It's kind of the dilemma of you walk away from listening to a player like Chase on talk about his game and his confidence and how he exudes confidence and versatility. It's all there. It's total package. And at 255, he's got the size. You know, this is not a Leonard Floyd situation where he bulked up to 242. And then is playing in the two thirties and get pushed around, because that's uh, somebody asked just asked me on Twitter earlier. You know, well, isn't this this guy can't set the run? As Chason says, watch the tape. But the dilemma here for Dolphins fans is if your expectation is that this team is going to check every single box, they're in, they're in need of checking in this rebuild, this offseason, I got some bad news because it's probably not going to happen. This is this is why Chris Greer talked about not wanting to put a timetable on this rebuild. You don't want to put yourself into a box because you kind of have to react to what's available to you on a year-by-year basis. And that, in this case, there's a lot of depth in this draft class. That's a weapon for Miami because they have the picks, but there's also a lot of blue-chip players. I've been scouting the NFL draft for seven years now, and this is the most amount of players I have assigned a top 10 value to, as far as in a vacuum, what they are worth in the NFL draft. Nine players with top 10 values. Caleb on is one of those players. I think he's a blue chip prospect. And if you as the Dolphins have the opportunity to attack that and pursue that, it's worth your while, but doing so will come at the cost of potentially filling another need, just like the quarterback position. So Dolphins fans, I think it's important that we not want to have our cake and eat it too in this scenario and understand this is part of a longer process, a longer-term proposition, and that's not easily defined. So patience is key. But with that said, I am ready to run through a brick wall to get the Dolphins to draft Caleb on because he has everything you look for. He has an edge. There's an edge to his game. There's an edge to his personality that he put on display today. And knowing he has that, very transparent, very matter-of-fact, oozing with confidence, oozing with potential. He's pretty refined as a pass rusher, even though he doesn't have pass rush production. Bear in mind, there were a lot of talented players on that LSU defense, and that's something he was asked about as well. You know, how, how do you balance the showcase of your own skills with you know, being surrounded by so many star players on LSU's defense, and, and he was quick to reference, you know, it causes you to elevate your game because if you're not going to carry your weight, you're going to stand out like a sore thumb amongst all these talented players. LSU's defense had Christian Fulton, who's a first-round caliber corner. Derek uh, Stingley, who's a, a phenom freshman corner opposite of him, and Grant Delpit in the secondary. And Jacoby Phillips, who went back to school but is a pretty good player. Patrick Queen's a potential first-round linebacker pick. Chason is there. It's it, the list goes on and on. Rashard Lawrence is probably going to be a mid-round pick as a defensive lineman. Shelvin, their their nose tackle, was really good, and he went back to school. The point here being, don't put Chase on in the box because you're going to look at his box score. As Chase on himself said, watch the tape.
1: they'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 nfl draft check out mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: all right dolphins fans it's time as promised for a little bit of mock magic on a thursday i am here in the indianapolis convention center they just finished the bench press we took a brief intermission uh, for some sponsor identification, and also I took a brief intermission with my recording. So here we are, we're back in the saddle, and we're going to a three-round mock draft for the Miami Dolphins. You know, we've teased Caleb on chase on. i am going to cross my fingers that that man is on the board at 18, so I can sprint the card to the podium. But my first order of business is figuring out what I need to do with the fifth pick. If you're not familiar with thedraftnetwork.com, it's where I do my NFL draft analysis. It's my full-time job, and uh, it is a lot of fun. we got a mock draft simulator there, and that's exactly how this mock draft is going to operate, is I am going to be the Dolphins. We're going to simulate three rounds. We're going to talk about our options on each of the the picks. It's three rounds long, so Miami will have six picks at their disposal unless I decide to trade them, which, by the way, is a feature that is eligible for you to use as well if you use uh, TDM Premium. I'm going to sit tight at five in this scenario, and I think it's really important for us over the course of the next several weeks as Dolphins fans to explore all the options and, and see what's on the table. And right now, my big kick, if I'm Miami, I want to call the Lions bluff. I look at the teams behind the Miami Dolphins, the LA Chargers. You know, they, they, they have a ticket sales problem on their hands, and they're probably going to be aggressive in getting some star power In LA, and that, based on some conversations and some speculation as well, would seem to indicate a veteran quarterback there. And if that's the case, this team needs to build up the offensive line. I don't think the demand will be there for a trade up in front of the Miami Dolphins. Carolina Panthers at seven, the other team that is hotly tied to potentially making a splash for Tua. This team is entering a window in which they are going to be what the 2019 Miami Dolphins were, which was not ready for a quarterback. They're going to be looking to pool assets, trade away players, get more picks. They're not ready. I don't think that demand is going to be there, which takes you all the way to the Jaguars at 9 is the next possible team that could be looking for a trade. So if I'm Miami right now, and in this simulation, this is exactly what we're going to do, I'm going to call their bluff. I'm going to say, Detroit, you want to take two or three? Go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. I don't know if it's actually going to materialize. And it did not. Which means Miami sits at five, and Tua still on the board. So I got my choice of quarterbacks with Tua and Justin Herbert. You know, There's a big back and forth right now with the Miami Herald as far as who is the preferred target for the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, they've been tied to Tua forever. Justin Herbert making a push. And I will say the, the general perception here in Indianapolis is Justin Herbert has alleviated some of the... Leadership questions with his resume. The first four picks were Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Akuda, who the Lions took, and Jedrick Wills. Pretty standard. To avoid any riots with our first mock mock draft magic here on Locked on Dolphins, I'm going to draft Tua at five. I think there's more options available, but we're not going to get into them here and now. Now is not the time. We get the franchise quarterback... We called their bluff. It worked out well. So now we'll continue. The simulator right now is working through the picks between 5 and 18. And we are, again, going to explore what's available. And there we go. Dolphins back on the clock. Justin Herbert went 6. Isaiah Simmons went 7. Derek Brown went 8. Javon Kinlaw, 9. Makai Becton, 10. Jared Judy, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, a nice run on wide receivers. And then two offensive tackles with Tristan Wirfs and Andrew Thomas. Kalevon Chason does go at 16 to the Falcons, so my heart is officially broken after the monologue I gave you for the first 10 minutes of the show. And Xavier McKinney at 17 to the Dallas Cowboys. So who's best available, what positions, what positions of need for the Dolphins? We've addressed quarterback, I'd look at outside pass rusher, offensive tackle, potentially a corner. The best available pass rusher, A.J. Up a defensive end from Iowa, who would be a great base defensive end fit for the Miami Dolphins you think about what Trey Flowers was and the Dolphins were interested in paying Trey Flowers in free agency until they realized they were gonna have to pay him 19 million dollars and I don't blame them for walking away I would probably walked away too AJ Panessa, fun fact will not cost 18 million dollars it's a tempting selection but it would be very hasty to make any selection without considering the other options on the board People want to tie the Dolphins to a running back, DeAndre Swift. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not gonna do that to you. Locked on Dolphins fans. I am not going to provide a running back at 18. So it doesn't matter that DeAndre Swift is still available. Every running back in this really gifted class is available. Doesn't matter. Cornerbacks we have Christian Fulton from LSU, CJ Henderson from Florida. Both of these guys are available. I don't think the value here is necessarily right. I think with Xavier with Howard still on the roster and, and seemingly through some of the off-field red flags that he has, the development of Nick Neenham, Bobby McCain's ability to come back and play the nickel if need be, I think this is less pressing. Grant Delpit's available. It's tempting. Best available offensive tackle is Houston's Josh Jones. I would not feel comfortable taking Josh Jones in the top 20. He is a little raw. I think he's a big-time developmental prospect, but he's got good traits, good tools. So the no-brainer pick here is A.J. So We're going to go ahead and lock that in. He is 6'6", 280 pounds, super long arms, super heavy hands. He's a Brian Flores kind of dude. He wins with power as a pass rusher. The Dolphins need physicality. Makes it a pretty good fit. That is the pick. Continue simulating now from 18 to 26. Josh Jones is off the board. C.J. Henderson, Christian Fulton, names that we mentioned off the board. Our best players available at this point. DeAndre Swift is top-rated player. not going to do it to you again. Don't worry. LSU's Grant Delpit is an interesting name. It's a little bit of a perception that his tackling skills and inconsistency may result in a little bit of a slide. I think this is a pretty realistic option for Miami, to be honest with you. They love versatility on the back end. Brian Flores loves versatility in general. Delpit would give you that. He could play strong safety. He could play on the second level. He could play in the slot. It's just you got to make sure the tackling's right. If Miami feels that they can get him out of some bad habits, I think it's an, an exciting selection. Offensive tackles, we're looking at the best available being TCU's Lucas Niang. I fell into the trap of trying to get greedy and getting Josh Jones at 26, and that fell through. Do I do the same thing? That's the big question. Do I do the same thing with Lucas Nag? Here, the value at 26 wouldn't be great, but neither would the value of the interior offensive linemen: Caesar Ruiz, Lloyd Cushenberry, Matt Hennessy. Those guys, uh, probably day two second round prospects. They're available. I can't take a running back. I will take, however, the best player available at a premium position, which is Grant Delpit. Let's go ahead and pull that. Grant Delpit, big chess piece, steps into the Minka Fitzpatrick role that was vacated as far as a guy that can do a lot of different things, be a versatile weapon. And the Dolphins now back on the clock again at 39. And guess what? All these running backs are still here. Weird. It's almost like running backs don't matter early. And teams don't draft them early. So the question then becomes, is there somebody that can prompt me to come off of a running back? Or should I pull the trigger here? I still have not addressed the offensive line, which is worrisome. And of course, Lucas Nyang is now gone. So this risky business the Dolphins have played at 18 and 26 has now bit them twice. And if I were to go with the best offensive lineman available, I would probably point to LSU center Lloyd Cushenberry. And that's an exciting and attractive option for me here. Mainly because I think the Dolphins' issues along the offensive front have really been rooted in a failure to solidify the interior of the offensive line They neglected guard for years so if you were facing me with best available interior offensive lineman best available offensive tackle we've already addressed safety we could take a corner but this is kind of an, an odd spot for corners we've already taken an edge I think I'm going to go with the interior offensive line. I want to shore up what's in front of Tua Tunga Viola. Give me Lloyd Cushenberry, and we're going to again circle back at 56. Maybe get a good value bargain at running back because of the devaluation of the position. If there's an offensive tackle that makes sense, maybe Austin Jackson slides, Isaiah Wilson slides. We'll see what we get. Dolphins back on the clock, and again, running back is tempting. J.K. Dobbins is on the board at 56. With Houston Texans picking at 57, you can be rest assured this slide for the backs is about to be over. I don't know when Dobbins will go. I'm sure the the, the Dolphins in real life would probably consider Dobbins at 39. For him to be here at 56, this is too good a value for me to pass up. Dolphins are going to draft J.K. Dobbins in this simulation, which gives us three players on offense, two players on defense in our first five picks.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: As the Dolphins come around on the clock for pick 70, which will be the last pick in this mock magic, allow me to recap. Tua Tunga Viola, A.J. Epinesa, Grant Delpit, Lloyd Cushenberry, J.K. Dobbins. This is an attractive group. I really like the physicality of the offensive line. I like the versatility of Grant Delpit. We're getting the offense better with better skill players. The primary needs we have not addressed at this point. Offensive tackle, cornerback. Those two stand out significantly. If I'm going to look at offensive tackle or corner just to check this final box. There's probably better talent available at the cornerback position. Jalen Johnson from Utah, who is physical. He tackles. He comes downhill. And to to a certain degree, he's kind of like Xavier Howard in that he's not his most fluid in turn-and-run situations, but he's long and physical. and He's got pretty good ball skills. Or I can draft UConn's Matt Pert or LSU's Sadiq Charles at offensive tackle just to check the box. I'm a big proponent of not checking boxes just for the sake of it. Give me the better player. I think Jalen Johnson pairs well with Xavier Howard as potential outside long physical corners, which means let's hope the Dolphins got an offensive tackle in free agency because we did not address the offensive tackle position. But with that said, this simulation turned into three offensive players, three defensive players inside the top 75, which is the – Vital picks for the Dolphins as they look for starters moving forward. Tua, Epinesa, Delpit, Cushingberry, Dobbins, Jalen Johnson. That is the haul for this Thursday mock magic here on Locked On Dolphins. I appreciate everybody carving some time out of your day. This is going to wrap it up for me here from Indianapolis. Look forward to talking to some of these defensive backs tomorrow and filling you guys in on which prospects shine. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening to Locked on Dolphins.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast.